Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Welcome to everybody, whether you're in the early morning, whether you're in lunchtime, afternoon, evening. Welcome to the Global Prayer Watch. We are going to be hosted by, I'm sorry, not led by Jessica Ching from Hong Kong. So it's the Hong Kong Watch, and I'll, I'll give it over to her. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Fred, are you going to? Yeah, so I just wanted to, Joe, why don't you just speak, just pray a blessing over Jessica, and we'll just. Oh, speak. yes, sure. Yes, sure. <laughs> Lord Jesus, yes, Lord. We just say thank you. Thank you for Jessica and for Hong Kong, Lord. I just pray that even as she leads this watch, that you will help her to be fluid in everything that she's saying, Lord, that she, you will just give her the words to say. And I pray, Lord, that even if it's something she hasn't prepared yet, but you are speaking into her life, Lord, I pray that she will have the confidence and the courage to say what is uh, what you are telling her to say. So, Lord, we just pray for this blessed hour, Lord, and that you will just direct us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much to welcome to March. 21st. Today is for Hong Kong Watch and I'm so pleased that I can share something with you guys and with the Global Watch family. And I would like to start with a very good song that I prepared and it is continuation of the Esther, the Esther anointing that we have last week. Tonight, I would like to share something that we had uh, last week, same as we had at the Esther degree in the Amanda Global Watch family. And also in Hong Kong, we have uh, three days, a great, great number of pastors and leaders and intercessors. We had three days fast, three, three days fast together, join hands together and pray for Hong Kong because Hong Kong in, is in the ser uh, serious situation of the fifth, fifth hits of the pandemic and also not just on the lives and death among the people and also the economy. So as I think, so as a lot of countries, but in this situation that we are not seeing a lot of people are seeing the light and the hope. And I think this is very powerful that we had, a, we had some revelations that I would like to share with the Global Watch family and also some of the post post -perum revelations that I would like to share that this is also the, the prayer points that we have in the Hong Kong Watch during the 5 a.m. in the morning. So I'm sharing this on behalf of the Hong Kong Watch team and we have a receive or we see full reversal of the very powerful reversal from the book of Esther that God has redeemed us. The first one is identity reversal. reversal. I think a lot of people that we understand that from the we see the, the story from Hadassah transforming into Esther and the worthless, loveless orphan and transformed to be a presser, beloved queen. And this is the identity reversal. We are very familiar with that. And that's another one that we have founded when we were studying the book of Esther. This is on Mordecai, not just on uh, Esther. Mordecai, he was the descendant of the King Saul and Jonathan. Just imagine that after King and Jonathan, we know that the story go on after, go on and let it leads to uh, King David. But what about the descendants of the King Saul and Jonathan? What would they be received in among the 12, 12 tribe of the of Israel? 
they will be like, it's not easy for them that the first king, the King Saul is the very first king, but he fell. We know that the reason that he fell because he didn't fulfill the 100% of the order and the commandment of God that to eliminate the king of Amanaki, the king Agai. And Haman is also, he was the descendant of Haggai and the king of Amanaki. And it's, just, it's not a coincidence, but I think this is something that God has already prepared that he put intentionally between two feasts that Esther prepared for the king. He intentionally put Mordecai on the king's robe and all the, on the king horses because he saved the king's life in one of the conspiracy. And it was no coincidence that only God can do it that in this hour of time that God prepared a way of a restoration and reversal of the shameful not not pretty very ugly it's like the it's like the most shameful thing that it happened in the family and in the tribe that in the king the ascendance ascend the, the essence of the of Mordecai the king saw it used to be the very it could be he could be the king saw could be the very good king and the very the he who was the first one he could be the very powerful one he could be very good one he could be he could have been a very good king for the to bless the Israel, but he failed. He failed, and God redeemed them and reversed the reversed curses into the blessings that redeemed the entire tribe and family from a shameful background into full account of greatness and great amount of Jews, according to Esther chapter ten and verse two and three. So it is a very big reversal. I know that a lot of people that in Hong Kong, maybe they came to Hong Kong as different identity or different reason, and they're not from Hong Kong, and they are living like not easy, and also they are like living like an underdog kind of person, and maybe they, maybe we in the church, we've gone through a lot of healings and deliverance for a lot of people that they suffer from very shameful family background, maybe they're drug addicts in the family, or like gambling and lost all the money, and they have to sleep, in, they have to sleep in the street and they suffer a lot and they felt like they're not they're not having a good life because they were born like this they're born like this because of the they don't have a good parents and but everything goes wrong because of a lot of things that he cannot shake off the curses in the family that cannot shake off and the trace and everything but i felt that the this the feast the book of esther is talking about reversal when, when we decree a lot of esther decrease and the reversal last week i felt that this tribe and family reversal is also one of the treasure that hidden in the book of esther it's all not just for Esther, from Hadassah to Esther, but also for Mordecai, for him, for and for the family, entire family, and for the entire tribe, among tri twelve tribes in Israel, that they can raise up their heads again, they can be great again. No matter what your what's your background, no matter what's your family coming from, what which family you were born for, born from, and you can be great again if you if we. We will fear of the Lord and we love the Lord and we will be faithful and living a good life like Mordecai. So I think this is a very, very beautiful stories of the Mordecai that he was he was almost killed. He was almost killed by Haman, but he was from he rebounds from bottom 
to a to the second chair, the second person of the king. So I think that this reversal is very powerful. It's not just for one person. And also among four reversal, this is a we receive that this is a race reversal from genocide to the Jews to not just survived. They're not just revived. The decree, the king decrees released by Haman is not just, we know that it's not just for the Jews to survive again, but they revived. They are granted to eliminate the enemies. And according to the decree in the in chapter nine, they are allowed to take their wealth of the enemies, but they did not. And they show the righteousness of their God. They show that they're not for after the, then they eliminate en enemies, not after the money. They're just, they're granted uh, the author authorizations to eliminate the enemies only. And they didn't take any money. And this is a fair rush. They showed and demonstrate to all the people in the in Sushan and also the entire 127 provinces in this in the Persia. So this is a very great reversal and also a great, a very, very glorious demonstration. They revived. They know that that's all they need. That's all they need. They just want to want to want to eliminate and to just want to do what they should do and not for money. And it is a very beautiful things that they do, and it's very, very right thing to do. And this is for it's very, very just things they did in the book of Esther. And the last one is a cultural reversal. After the people they saw that how they eliminated enemies and they're not taking the money, and how Mordecai got, got raised up, become the second man at uh, the right hand man of king of in the in, in the entire Persia. They're not living like an underdog among the people in Persia no more. The people fear the Lord. The, pe the people fear the Jews. And also they wanted to join them. Just imagine that this is a very interesting that we see the different books from Joshua and into the last book, the book of Malachi. We never seen that. They win over the enemies, but the enemy wants to join them or other people wanted to join them. And we saw that in the book of Exodus that we know that, wow, then when our God demonstrated very powerful wonders in the Egypt, in the land of Egypt, and other people want to fight with together with the Jews. That's the one-time thing only. But here, they joyfully wanted to join the Jews. They joyfully wanted to join them. And this is a very beautiful thing that it is a it's like a it's like a kingdom cultural things that come on to the kingdom of Persia, Persia, uh, Persia. I see that this is a cultural reversal. Just imagine if we see ourselves like the church people, the, all the Christians, like the Jews in the in Persia, and other people saw the reversal of the Esther's reversal of Mordecai, and reversal of the enemies and the genocide situation that turn around, and I, everybody want to join to the kingdom. It is a very beautiful thing. And we, as a Christian, we, and also intercessors and watchmen, we are all praying for this kingdom culture to come. And this is a very, very beautiful picture, even though it is only in happens. We see that, we see that in uh, chapter nine and 10 and chapter nine and 10, it seems like, oh, actually Jaime Heyman has already killed and it's, it's like stating what happened afterwards. It's like finale, like episode is not important. It's just telling you what was going on afterwards. And it's not so important as the story of the Esther and the feast and the fasting and everything. But 
I think this is God has hidden some reversal of the cultural things that there. And I saw uh, such a beautiful picture among the Kisha kingdom. I think this is this is a uh, very important things that we we can pray for. We can pray for a city, country, and also the kingdom of God to come. And also pray for the, as, as we speak about blessing up the people in the, among the seven mountains. It's all about the kid. It's all about a transformation of the culture. And in the book of Esther, just on ten chapters and the chapter 10 only had three verses and it's such a small book but it's so beautiful and we saw the jews were so united in this book we saw the jews is not like in book of john and book of judges and other books they are so united they're such a in one they're so such united in one heart and do everything together nobody will go beyond the go beyond the, the command they everybody just do the one thing in one accord. It is so beautiful. I think we should, when I was praying last week, I felt that this is so important. It's not just a revelation. It is something that we should pray for, even though we are living in a like chaotic, getting more chaotic situation in front of our eyes. But when we pray, we should release such a hope among the, in the in in our country in us in this situation. If we lost hope and we we just only praying for fire or putting down the fire or or saving the people, it's important for the salvation. It's very important. But I think the coach we have to see beyond the problems and the fogs that the smoke that we should pray according to the culture. The how God want to prepare His feast, how to prepare the way for Him to come how to prepare the heart for of the people and how to prepare the culture of the of the christian among the christians so that we can have a very beautiful feast very united and very harmonic feast for the king to come but this is something that i would like to share tonight and as i said that last week from march 14 6 p.m to march 17 6 p.m a great number of pastors and leaders and intercessors in hong kong we count the three days as to fast together in one accord and on the night in the in the midnight in the midnight of march 16 on the first night first 12 hours of the fast we experienced earthquake we experience experience of earthquake not in hong kong because hong kong is not on the earthquake belt it's not under the area but it was in the neighborhood area but we felt that 4.1 magnitude of earthquake and a lot of people felt it and even though we are praying at night and we felt it and i think I we felt that this is God is speaking. As I remember last week when we are doing the Esther decree, Sue also mentioned that there's different places also experience earthquakes too. So I think God is really like doing what is <laughs> happened, what was noted, what was written in the book of Haggai that he's shaking the heaven and earth and he's response, responding to what we were praying for and we are crying for when we con when we conduct the three days Esther fast together in one accord and it is very powerful and we are so happy to share with you guys that this is something that God has responded to our fast and after the fast and I was in I intentionally continued felt a very strong yearning to continue to meditate about the book of Esther and also the fasting and everything I felt that God has God has put something in my heart that this is a brighter calling it's a bridal calling and awakened to the love of Jesus. 
And I think this is not something that we're not familiar. We're all familiar with the bridal calling and we're we all the bride of Jesus and Jesus loves us. We have to awaken in his into his love. And this this is we have been praying for it for decades. But it's like sonship and the Abba Father's love. We have known it, known it for a long time, but we are not really getting into the deeper layer of this calling. So I felt like God is like opening the door for the bride to come, opening the door to for the church, for the church to be awakened or deeply awakened into his love. And, and the love will be like a first wave of the revival to hit the church in Hong Kong. I felt that this bridal calling is getting richer when we, even though we celebrate Purim every year, but this year, the bridal calling and the love of Jesus oh, is going to awaken Hong Kong churches and also a lot of people to usher them into the kingdom of God. I felt that this it is much stronger than any other years in the past. And also, this is also one of the prayer that I have been putting into the Hong Kong Watch for a long time, from time to time. And it reveals something that in the situation of Hong Kong right now, it reveals a deep, a very deep division root in Hong Kong. But I have been praying for the un unity of Hong Kong churches, because only a united church can save a divided city. Only a united church can save a divided country. Only a united church can save a divided earth. This is something that I share prepared for the Global Watch family that we can pray for Hong Kong and know about what happened in Hong Kong in the past month. And even though we are suffering in the pandemic fifth hit and three, I think it's not, we are not just alone and a, a lot of our countries and other, other families in different nations also experience that. But we felt that after the Esther, the feast and the Purim, and it led us into a deeper layer of really getting back to the first love of the Lord, really getting back and want to awaken the bridal heart. Because as a pastor, I, in the church that we preach a lot of different things in, in, in the, at the altar, but the bridal heart is not easy to teach because for the love, for teaching the love of God is something that you have, it's better to be, it's something that better to cut than to taught. So we, uh, we prefer to share the members or the disciples into the experience of the love of God instead of just teaching them God loves them. Because when we want, when we have the have the title that oh we are going to talk about the love of God, oh, everybody will say, every, all the members or the disciples sitting at the bench will say, oh we all know that, <laughs> we all know that, <laughs> we all learn about it, <laughs> but are we really knowing it or are we really loving Him back? Or are we really have the deeper or the portion that God has reserved for us that we have the same portion for the people to come? Sometimes God prepared for us is a great portion, but sometimes we have prepared and the portion that we have given out is a small, much smaller portion. I felt that I've been talking to a lot of churches leaders and also pastors in Hong Kong that during the pandemic in the past, past two years, this is the. It, this is not a hit or this is not a disaster. It is not. It is a storm. It is a shaking, but it is a chance. It is a golden chance for the church to serve the city. This is a golden chance for us to get 
into the needs of the heart of the people. So this is the this is the golden chance for us, and we have to go out and we have to serve and we have to demonstrate and we have to show people the love of God with the actions and with everything that we can do for the people. So we have been we are, I know that a lot of people have been doing it in our city. Tonight, I would like to invite the global family to pray for Hong Kong, the unity of church to save our divided city. Also, the awakening of Jesus' love and also the bridal calling. Because I don't want people, sometimes when I talk to some pastors about the identity of being a bride, we just know about it, but we don't really act like a bride and preparing the bridal heart for him and preparing the love and the feast for him. That's why I felt like this is something that is his, it could be the first wave. The love of God is it's going to be the first wave of the revival to hit Hong Kong, to awaken the church so that the, all the church can rise up together as a unity in one accord to serve the city, to serve the kingdom, to serve the king and to serve his plan and his purposes. So this is, I have prayer for everybody to pray for Hong Kong. Thank you. Thank you for praying for Hong Kong in the rooms. And I share with something that I have meditated during the time of the feast. And I believe that everybody loves his kingdom and loves the book of Esther. And I thank you for your prayer and the love. And it's not just for tonight. But all these years, <laughs> I see so many familiar faces that every time I show up and pray, I support us and love us. And I would like to thank Fred and Sue to give us a chance to pray for Hong Kong. And when I read about the, one of the reviews of the family and also the race, and when I see the history of Hong Kong, we're like little Joseph. And because of the colonization, we are being taken away from the parents and we have to strive and strive and work our strength and how to, to get some performance achievement, so to speak. But it is not easy for us to brand, brand together in such in a short period of time that culture is different and everything's different but we were so blessed that in the past because of the colonization we were blessed by so many missionaries that they can have an open door to come to hong kong to share the gospel and be so there's so many seats in hong kong so that's always a <laughs> there's always pros and cons in the history, but it is so important for us to see the beauty and the glory that God has prepared for us in the history. And I would like to say that we felt that when we, when Hong Kong Watch team together, when we pray in the morning, and also when I was gathering together with other intercessors and also other pastors to pray for Hong Kong and the unity of the Chinese churches among the globe, it is so, the anointing was so rich and it was so divine that God really want us to be healed. And we were, it's, it's not really for the Chinese around the world, maybe there's a Chinese living in the neighborhood or something, I don't know. But we, I know I live in America and I live in different places and I knew that there's Chinese all over the places, all over. <laughs> Even though in a very scattered and very far away places that we can see a Chinese there, <laughs> it's 11-11. <laughs> but we felt that this is this is meant to be. This is meant to be, and we're praying that we can rise up to bless other people. And we are we are we come from a tradition that we treasure family so much. We treasure family so much. We treasure relationship. We treasure family. 
we treasure joining together during the feast and everything, Thanksgiving and Christmas in America. So I just felt that we own to, we are called, even though the history, there's, a, there's some hurts and scars and scratch in the history of Hong Kong, but we felt that this is something that just like the scars in on in, on, on, on the lives of Joshua, not Joshua, but Joseph, but I just felt that this is something that we should turn it around and see that this is God's plan. And we should, we are owned and we are born for the kingdom. We are born for the kingdom. So we are praying for the church, even though some of the church, we are striving for survival because of the demonstration. And then within 30 days, the pandemic hit and has been almost like getting into three years and it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's not easy at all. But I just felt like this is something that for Hong Kong people, we have, God has already sold a seed that we can rebounce back. We can rebounce back. We can have a resilience power to bounce back to serve the kingdom, not because that we are superior or we are better than others, but we can serve. We can reconcile the family like Joseph that we can serve the kingdom and bring the goodness of the king to serve the king that we love. Amen. Amen. Hey, Jessica, I'm just going to butt in here and just, just, I would like to have somebody pray for you and uh, before we close and that just to recognize you, Jessica, as a leader in Hong Kong, in the church, you're very prophetic. You're also very apostolic, bringing people together, pastors and leaders in the city. You're very humble. You don't talk about it that much, but it's very clear that who you are and that we talk about an Esther anointing. We just believe in Hong Kong that God has raised you up for such a time as this. There's just no question about it. And we just want to recognize that. I thank you for, for emphasizing after our, you know, after our call to the wall and our whole release of the Esther anointing and Esther's. It's something that we're going to be speaking into all year, if not beyond. And uh, we just recognize you. You are you're a woman. You're not a man. You're single. You're not married. But you have just as strong an anointing as anybody, any man or any person that's married. And this is what the family of God is all about. And then, so we just declare over you that you are blessed. You're highly favored. The favor of God surrounds you like a shield. And that make and that God will give you great wisdom and revelation in the days ahead as things get more difficult or confusing or you know the economy or the politics or the health situation of people in Hong Kong that God will show you He will give you that sons of Issachar anointing that that you might know the times and the seasons and you might know what to do in in Jesus name and but Han Hannah would you just unmute yourself and just just tag team onto my prayer for for Jessica and for Hong Kong, and then we'll just see if Jessica has any last, any final comments, and then we'll close off in prayer. But just go ahead, Hannah. I'd be really honored to, Jessica. I've been watching you since I've come on this wall, and I totally agree with what Fred's saying. I see in you something that I've been praying into for the whole global community, which is to see the prophetic and the apostolic come together, and you carry both these mantles, and you carry them well because of your heart. I think you've just had a Mordecai speak into your life and a father. And I would like to come alongside as a mother, a spiritual mother. Just, Jessica, I see in you the kind of heart that can carry a mix of giftings like this in a humility that can move an entire nation forward. And I have seen it so many times in you. And the thing that I caught today was the bridal 
company call has gone out in this pareem in a way that has been responded to globally and you have caught that in hong kong and i just release that over you jessica that you run with this now because you carry it in your heart you understand it well and you know that it's a transformation over a culture that's so important in hong kong so i i speak into your life personally Jessica to say that you are part of a global family and we as spiritual mothers and fathers we hold you in our hearts we have not only linked shields with you we we want to parent you we want to see the very best of your life come forward and we continue to call it forward over you and call it forward over your young team too who also care tremendous gift mixes but also the right heart to move a nation forward so i bless you in the name of yeshua hamashiach i i bless you in everything that you share in leadership in an apostolic role and i bless you in everything you receive from the father prophetically because i see that it's because of the mix it's because of both these mantles that he has called you as an ester into hong kong for just this time just this time amen yeah amen thank you so much hannah Jessica, is there any final words you want to say before we close? Oh, I was, I'm just so filled with love and thanksgiving in my heart. And I really love to, if it is possible, if it is God gave me a green light, I would like to meet you guys and hug you guys personally in her hood and wherever we can meet, any chance that we can meet. And not just for me, I would like to say that it's not just for me. You can see a lot of faces that are on the wall right now and in the Zoom that we are one team. We are one team. And I'm being supported by so many watchmen, faithful watchmen. They come on to the wall at 5 a.m. even though they have a full-time job. And it was it is amazing. They are amazing. They are we I'm supported by a great company of great harm <laughs> me so i'm not just alone and i'm being loved by so many people we are so thankful for it i receive it for all of us amen amen thank you jessica well done oh. well done jessica that was lovely i see somebody from japan is sending you blessings as well if you look in the chat yeah i'm saving the chat too <laughs> okay. so joe go ahead and yeah. somebody okay, we are. Us off into her. yes fine Thank you, Lord. What a, an amazing hour we've had to be able to concentrate on Hong Kong, Lord. And we know the troubles they've been through in the past, but Lord, we know that you have a glorious future for Hong Kong. And we thank you for Jessica and what she means to that one. Lord, I just pray that as we go from the wall today, that we will be prepared to meet again at 6 a.m. watch tomorrow and to keep up the, the good work that we are actually able to do as intercessors. So I just pray now that we would uh, unmute ourselves and say goodbye and goodbye guys. God bless you. Bye. God bless you. Thank you.